Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 179, paying off $33,000 of debt by living on half of your income with El Martinez. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking with El Martinez, longtime friend of the show, first-time caller, about her debt payoff story. It is. We we love debt payoff stories. And not only is it debt pay, it's like a double whammy, like a boom, boom, debt payoff story and tips on how to <laughs> live on less. So two things we, we know This you one love. really packs a punch and Elle's fantastic. So really excited to introduce her to you all. Yeah. And today's show, it does focus on dual income households, mostly for the strategy, But we talk a lot about how you can use it uh, as a single person as well if you don't have a second full-time income to help you. So regardless, you guys love a good debt payoff story, a lot of tips in here, and it can be helpful for anybody who has relationships with people in general. People are in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something for everybody here. Absolutely. But first... Our sponsors. The seven-day no-spend challenge. We love challenges. You know us. So if you feel like you spent a little bit too much this summer on back-to-school season or anything else, and you want to step back and reset your spending habits, we have created a free, that's right, free, mini workbook that will help you to do that through a seven-day no-spend challenge. So the workbook helps you to plan, execute, and reflect on the challenge so that after seven days, you know what you need to work on and you have an action plan to do so. So if this sounds like something you need you want, you have to have. Again, it's free. Go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash free. Get yours. Do it. Change your life. Change your life. Today's episode is also brought to you by social media. Podcasts are very fun, but if we had a dollar for every time somebody mixes us up, we'd be able to buy Jill a second Vitamix. Oh, so- what would I even do with it? Whoa. So it's, it's thrilling. <laughs> we are posting more regularly on Instagram, so you can see our faces, but also sharing tips from these episodes so that when you hear something and you think, oh, that's a, that's a good tip, and then you go do stuff and you forget it, don't worry, follow us on Instagram. We are going to be reminding you of those things. And then we're also going to tell you kind of where to find the lovely people who write the articles we talk about and all of this stuff. So if you are on Instagram and you want to see some reinforcement from these episodes in the form of short vids and infographics and just visual stuff that you can't really get on a podcast, follow us at Frugal Friends Podcast on Instagram. And you know, the occasional selfie of all the frozen pizza Jen and I eat. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably a lot of that too, if you're into it, even if you're not into it. So uh, today, like we said, we're talking with El Martinez. She is a 
couples money expert. Uh, She hosted the Couple Money Show for many years and now hosts the Simplify and Enjoy podcast, which is very much aligned with all the stuff we talk about on Frugal Friends. And so we, we just talked about simple living last week. She talks a lot about that. So she is also a longtime friend and great human being. So we are excited to share her greatness with you. Uh, So without further ado, here's Elle. Welcome to the Frugal Friends podcast, Elle. We are super stoked to have you on. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here, especially talking about my favorite subject, getting people on their debt-free journey. Yes. Oh, getting on the journey, being on the journey, wrapping up the journey, <laughs> starting a new journey. It's all good. I mean, yeah. there's so many things. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I feel like if you can do that, if you could, you know, take care of that high interest and get that out of the way, there's so many opportunities that open up. It's like a load off your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. And there's ways, so many ways to do it too. Like we, we talk mm-hmm. about getting on the journey mm-hmm. and, you know, being on the journey, but staying on yeah. and like making the habit changes on that journey that last far beyond paying off debt. We don't typically focus as much on those. And so I feel like your story really offers habits that can be used long after paying off debt too. Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like you have to appreciate the season of life you're in, whether that's what's going on with your family, but also personally with your financial goals. You know, there's times when you're going to have to put the pedal to the metal and knock out that high interest debt. But then when we're talking about low interest student loans, then there's a little more wiggle room. How aggressive, depending on what your holistic goals are, do you want to be with those debts? Mm, so, so much freedom and permission in it. I love it. Yes. And we all, uh, Jen and I, our listeners are suckers for just a good debt-free story. So we mm. are so looking forward to getting into that. But then we also love all of the tips and other ways people approach finances just to help us look at it from all aspects and facets. So for so many reasons, we are just thrilled to have you today. And I'm wondering if we can just start with the nitty gritty, the who, what, why, when, how of your debt. (laughs) What was it? How much? And what was the catalyst for you for deciding I'm going to get out of debt? All right. So I'll let you know just straight off the bat. I had the trifecta of debt. I had the credit (laughs) cards. I had the car loan and the student loan. And the catalyst was a conversation with my then fiance, now husband, when we got engaged, now I realize how awkward it was. was. At that <laughs> time, we got engaged. We were in college. So we're both the typical broke college kids. I mean, we knew all the happy hour specials, the 50 cent tacos, the half off drinks everywhere. <laughs> yes. And we did that. So we it. thought this is going to be an easy conversation. And we had talked to friends who were happily married, you know, years ahead of us. And they kept saying, have you talked about the money? And I thought, All right, we'll do that. So we set a date like, you know, (laughs) thinking this was going to be a quick thing. And we discovered very quickly how different we approached our finances and what was going on with our debts. So on my side, like I mentioned, I had those three types of debts all together was over $30,000 think it was like 33 in the end, $33,000. And my husband had one debt. It was one semesters of student loans and he was going to pay it off after the six month grace period. So he was completely on a cash system, like no credit card. Even to this day, he doesn't have a credit card to his name. That's just, Um, um, you know, different, right? Good for it's, him for only one semester's <laughs> yeah. worth of student loan debt. I he mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, and it was not that we're old, but I mean, it was different than we stayed in state and we really had the support of our family, which we're grateful for, that helps lower some of the expenses, scholarships, and we hustled like crazy for scholarships. But even on my side, I had about 20000 was the actual student loans. So that was the catalyst was, uh, we need to get this done. And so I immediately set a goal 
to pay off at least the credit cards by the time we got married. So that was less than a year. I had to get that knocked out. I felt like maybe it's the competitive side of me. I was like, oh, no, no, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to get this knocked out. And that's how you know I started discovering personal finance blogs. And at that time, there were only like single guys that were talking about it, which, you know, it's great to get those tips. But then I started journaling and that kind of, you know, runwayed me into being a personal finance author and writer. Mm. Amazing. Was, was your fiance at the time, I mean, husband now, was he a motivating factor for you when you kind of realized, oh, he's not bringing as much debt to the table as I am? Like that competitive side, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it was it was interesting because again, it's two people coming together and we had different financial situations. So, I was raised by a single mom and she wasn't heavy into debt, but it was, you know, at times where she would put something on the credit card, pay it back at a, a certain point, but it was if you could afford it, you're okay. And he came from a family where they had a family uh business. And so they were more conservative because they had employees that, you know, were relying on them. And so it was a different mindset. But I will say on my side, I was doing a little bit of everything. So yes, I had debt, but I also started investing. One of my first jobs while in college, they offered that opportunity and I took it. And yes, it was small, but it was something that I was contributing towards. And I was at that time earning more money than him. He had an internship and then eventually got a job right out of college, but I was working part-time at a doctor's office, making decent money, but more than him. So we just came from two different financial backgrounds and situations, but yeah, that competitive side, I was like, no, 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 no. I got, I got (laughs) to, I got to change this. And it's funny, you know, I have a podcast. I didn't realize until years later when I interviewed him about it, because he was so calm while we did that talk. And he was like, I didn't know you had that debt. And I was like, what am I getting myself into? But he, he said he appreciated that I was open about it. And it wasn't like it was gambling debt or, you know, something that Mm -hmm. was a red flag. It was mostly student loans, but that was an eye opener for him as well. I bet. Yeah. That's so similar to our story. Cause I had more debt than my, we waited till we were engaged to have the talk. Yeah. And I don't know if my, then fiance now husband knew how much debt I had, but I had about, I had over 50,000 between student loans and a car. And he was bringing in like just 24 and he was like committed. He was going to pay it off as soon as the grace period like was up, he was going to pay it off. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I I think I want to like live my life. Um, But yeah, I mean, very quickly, obviously I changed my story, but Yeah, that was super, super similar story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. I had all the student loans. (laughs) Yeah, you did too? Yes. (laughs) Oh, boy. Are we starting a club? (laughs) Yes. But now look at us, you know? (laughs) Join our club. Debt-free. It's awesome. It's great on this side. (laughs) Yes, it is. It stands out to me, Elle, just the transition period and how that allowed for room for reflection if we let it. I think sometimes we can blow past some of those milestones and eh, I don't really want to look at that. It's not necessary. Like we're This is a, a high point in my life. I don't want to talk about ho-hum things, but allowing some of those milestones, transition, pivotal points to be that reflective time to look at, is there anything that I want to shift? Are we both good with this? How do we readjust and realign? So there's definitely a, a piece in there that I think we can all take with us of how can we look at these things at these different markers throughout life and allow them to make room for growth and change and a little bit of competition maybe. Yeah. Especially, you know, at my situation, it was my fiance, but if friends, you know, if in your circle of friends, you can have these conversations and it is eye opening because we approach money so differently and how we look at debts. I have friends that are definitely where my husband was years ago, where it's like, I, I don't even mess with that. That's just too much trouble. And others who are in the same boat as myself. So, you know, having these conversations about how we feel about money and how we handle about money, I know it feels awkward at first, 
but it's been eye opening. And, you know, I have conversations with my friends, probably I'm a little more engaged (laughs) since this is what I do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we always appreciate bouncing ideas off of each other, too. Yeah. And it gives people permission to be different with their money because some people want to be different, but they think, oh, this is the way everyone is. It's impossible to be different. But when we have those conversations with our friends and and maybe family, but definitely friends and uh, for sure, if you are dating somebody seriously, maybe have the conversation before you get engaged. But we give we give people permission to be different, to be who, who they want to become if that's a, is something they've been waiting for. So it's not just beneficial for us. It can be beneficial for the other people as well. Yeah, especially with paying off your debt. There's so many different ways you can approach it. Mm-hmm. And I know there's the, you know, not mentioning names, the gazelle intense. And I, I feel like there's a time and a season for that. But sometimes depending on, you know, what are your career goals? What's going on with the family? And what type of debt you're dealing with? You might choose a different route. Yeah, you don't have to be intense like intense animals the whole time or at mm-hmm. all in yeah, order to pay off your debt. It doesn't last for long. Uh, I just learned recently lions sleep about 20 hours a day. You did That's learn that recently. as much <laughs> as sloths sleep. But they're productive in the, the they're uptime. They're productive in those four, in those four hours. hours. But they sleep as much as sloths. This blew my mind. I'm a changed woman now. She really is. She (laughs) really does. So speaking of being productive in the four hours a day that you are awake, if that is you. So like for you, Elle, what made the most significant impact when it came to paying off your debt? I mean, there's so many different things. In our situation, you know, with the credit card, their next one was taking care of the car loan. I had gotten a bad car loan. So I will tell you this. I got a car loan because I felt like I deserved it. I worked hard. I was doing school full-time, working, you know, volunteering, taking care of my grandma. I was like, I need a reliable car. The interest rate was ridiculous, double digits. And I needed a co-signer, which was like the sign you should not get the car loan. So, so to give you an idea of why I felt like this debt was definitely has to go ASAP, we talked about it. And for us, we decided that we were going to shift how we approached our finances and we were going to live off of one income and then use the second one towards our goals. And there were two reasons for that. One was the debt itself, but then two, again, what's the real life situation you're going through? I had gotten a great paying internship, which is rare, but I didn't know when it was going to end, if it was going to continue beyond the semester. Thankfully, it did. So we wanted to make sure, could we cover our expenses if that internship ended at the end of the semester or, you know, maybe the next one? And I have to say, looking back, that was the biggest change that we made that made a huge difference. It forced us to get creative with our expenses, like where are we going to live? We actually found this adorable, I say adorable now. (laughs) Our friends are like, this had no amenities, but get this. We were in Norfolk, Virginia. We were across the street from the Chesapeake Bay. It was a one bedroom. Yeah, a little shabby, but we literally could walk to the beach, just cross the street and Mm. be at the beach. And that's really what we needed and wanted. You know, we wanted that low key vibe. And it kept our expenses low instead of being maybe closer to downtown where they had a ton of restaurants. Again, could be a ton of temptation. So you got to look at the situation from your perspective. That was a huge help. But even if you're not married, I would say, again, looking at the income streams, you could have a nine to five that you keep all your necessary and essential expenses. But if you pursue side hustles like I did at the time at various times off and on, that could be dedicated towards your financial goals, whether you know it's paying off debt or saving up for something that you really, really want. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, 
offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, I appreciate the ways that the strategy can be shifted to accommodate for people in different situations. And that's just it. It's creativity. It's looking at where is their money coming in? Where's their room to make more? How can we decrease expenses? And how can we really strategize where that money is going? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's uh, we used a similar... Um, and I don't think we even said out right, like, oh, we're going to live on one income and use the other to pay off debt. That's kind of just how it happened. But it, it served us so well, especially when we bought our house, because we were still in this mindset. So while we both used our like income to, you know, qualify, we only used the, um, one income to decide how much we wanted to spend, So we are still in this living on one income mindset. And it's how, like, even after paying off debt, I was able, like, when I lost my job, I was able to just not get another and to just do, like, freelance writing full time and to be able to, like, build that up into another full time income and, like, how we don't worry about paying for daycare now because all of our expenses are on one income. So I could, you know use use mine to pay for daycare if I wanted to, but it's we still live on one income. And so it's just gives you so many possibilities so far yeah. after paying off debt. And I love that it's not just reserved. It's obviously easier when you have like a full time second income. Yeah. <laughs> but you can use it in a, you know, a one person household and just on a smaller scale with a side hustle. It's definitely a, a cool like challenge every month to see, okay, how much can I put towards my debt? I'm only going to put what I can make in my side hustle. And it does motivate you like a, you know, that competitive side to see if you can do more or like how to alter your income to get there yeah. faster. Yeah. Like, I, and I, there's a lot of similarities between you and my story. But yeah, having a purpose for your money and especially like side hustles, I love that because it felt great. One of the side hustles I did was, again, I try to balance not just making money, but enjoying it was working at a local amphitheater. So I, I could go and, you know, listen to the, the concert and the music and I worked with the food department and it was great because the manager would let us come in a little bit early, sound check. You know, so your favorite bands, as long as you weren't being a creeper, you know, lingering a little too long. <laughs> That's the rule. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. be a creeper. It's so don't, far in life. Yeah. Don't be, just don't be a creeper. You, you'll have so many ones that way. So, you know, it was a way for me to, instead of paying money for a concert ticket, I got to see a little bit behind the scenes and earn some extra cash on the side. So, you know, being creative with side hustles as well. And then at the end of the night, I had an extra, you know, $100 or whatever with tips. That's going towards, you know, my goal, knocking out that car loan. It felt like a double win. Mm. <laughs> We're both 
really inspired, <laughs> I think, about with this. And well, I think too, something that I want to highlight with what you're saying is it sounds like a shift from what you did for your nine to five job. It was something that is enjoyable, but also brings in money. And what a great combo. What a win-win. Those are the types of scenarios that, man, if we can get them with a side hustle, fantastic. Because then it's not going to feel like we're working ourselves to the bone. If we get to exercise a different aspect of our personhood, get to engage with new people, or get to see free concerts and be a part of people's after work life, but yet being paid. So I love all of the thinking outside of the box things that you're describing and, and some of the transitions that you, that you made in the midst of your transition into marriage. And I'm curious what you would describe as some of the biggest impact ones. I know you talked about your housing situation. I'm curious if there's any others and what was most helpful to you in this debt payoff journey? I would have to say definitely kind of gamifying it and focusing on the big ones. Uh, you know, you hear like, watch the latte. Who cares about the latte? The latte is not killing you. It's the the bigger expenses. How can you optimize? Again, finding that balance of what you enjoy while, you know, keeping those expenses reasonable. So my husband and I are foodies. We enjoy good food. And yes, we still go out. Actually, during the pandemic, we spent more eating out because we wanted to support local businesses. And oh, you're you know, not we're alone. Grateful. Yeah, we're we're grateful to be <laughs> in that position, right? We're grateful to be now in a position where we can maybe you know spend more, still within reason. But then we found ways to improve our cooking skills at home because when we eat out, we go all out. Apps to dessert. We want the experience. But then there were times we realized, you know, we're going out, we're really not getting much out of this. So maybe we need to cut out certain uh, types of like going out to lunch at those fast food places. It's not really giving us the joy or, you know, the the wins we feel like. Having friends over and my husband um, smokes ribs or he smokes duck or, you know, pork, whatever, having them over and we're having like 10 people over and we're doing different styles. Hey, we just saw this, you know, on online. It's like this Mediterranean herby kind of smoke flavor. We're going to throw that on there. Like upping our cooking skills to the point, like we want to be foodies, but we want to be frugal foodies. So not sacri- So I'm not going to tell anybody like, okay, just eat bread and butter and you'll be fine. Or, you know, cut it to the bone. I'm saying find the joys, like the things you enjoy spending. And is there a way to be smarter about it? So we eat less meat, but we eat better cuts of meat. So ribeyes, when they're on sale, we grab them. So when mm. we have friends over, they're getting ribeye versus, you know, when we first started with the sirloin steaks or the, the fajita steaks and so forth. So looking at your three biggest expenses, housing, food, and transportation, and then making sure that where we're spending aligns with our values. I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, uh, but I think that's made the biggest impact and for every family, it's going to be different. So that's why I, I don't tell people, this is what you need to cut out. This is what you need. It's more like, here's what worked for us and why. How does that translate to you? Mm. But it does help to hear you describe, listen, we enjoy food. We enjoy going out. But that doesn't mean we enjoy all food and all going out. Sometimes it is better to eat at home and have friends over. My goodness, Elle, are you my kind of frugal friend <laughs> with your frugal foodie? I'd love it if you lived right down the road smoking ribs. <laughs> I'm there. We make I'll quite a few friends there. Yeah, and we also homebrew from time to that. time. We've homebrewed time oh. to time some beer. Uh, we love craft beer. Not sure what the scene is with where you guys are at, but it's a big thing in Raleigh. So yeah. that's what we love to do. And for one of my friend's wedding gifts years ago, I actually did mead, which is a honey wine. And it sounds like it'd be super sweet, but it's like a dry white wine. And I gave that as one of her wedding gifts. It was custom blend. Oh, that yeah. sounds great. And I'm it's jealous. Not like, like, it's Jill not is so hard. excited. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's Jill like, wants to get married again. I'm going to invite you. We're doing our vows. I know. Send me your, your anniversary date because I need I need about like six months to get it right. So. Oh, perfect. If you want a beer, it's it's a month. So 
let me know. <laughs> I love that. And I love I love that you're you you touched on values-based spending and how you discovered what a hundred percent values-based spending, not just like this kind of fits with my values. Like you noticed, yes, we are foodies, and so we love going out to eat. But maybe going out to lunch, that fits, it's maybe like 50%, fits in, fulfills at 50%. So we can get rid of that so that we can have more experiences that truly 100% fulfill the value, and that saves money. And I think that's something people often get caught up with in values-based spending. They're like, Mm -hmm. well, if I'm spending in my values, I'm going to be overspending every month. But you don't value as much stuff as you think you do. Yeah. So it's really like worth it to do the hard task of figuring out, okay, and dissecting your expenses. Like what in this is really fulfilling one of my core values, one of my uh, greatest pleasures, And what about it is not? And how can I get everything I want in this expense and not any of the things that I don't care as much about? Yeah. And that kind of reminds me, that's one of the things I love about money challenges is that you experiment because you're not going to know until you test certain things out. Like, do I miss this? Or is this something I can't live without? Like the no spend challenge is really helpful because then you realize, well, I really like the social part of eating out. Um, so maybe I can have friends over and i love good food. You know, it could be sushi. It could be Brazil, you know, Brazilian barbecue, whatever you like. And so experimenting with different challenges and not all of them are going to work <laughs> or you might do a challenge for two weeks and you're like, yeah, I realize this is way too important for me to give up. But then you get a value out of that because then you know this is where I do want to redirect my money. And you can use that as motivation. Like once I'm debt-free, look how much money can go towards this. Absolutely. It can build a skill for you. Yeah. You've, like you said, you gained more cooking skills. For others, it might happen in another area as you get creative, but you still honor your values. So, so much good stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. We, lo- we love challenges. Mm-hmm. We're borderline obsessed. <laughs> so, um, L, all right, mm-hmm. let's get real in this last question. Uh, okay. if you could go back and change anything about your debt payoff journey, what would it be? If anything, I feel like I felt I had to go to the bone, like cut my expenses to the bone. And that's what I did with the credit cards. Like I did my side hustles and I cut my expenses I also had the wedding, you know, we were contributing towards the wedding, but you got to consider like the journey should be as good as the destination or that what you're going for and understand that if you want something sustainable, it's better to have that, that buffer within, you know, you don't want to burn out either, you know, you're working too much. You don't want to mentally be sick and tired of cutting your expenses that you just quit and then you go overboard. You you want to find a pace that matches you and it is, be comfortable, it's going to shift. Like in certain season of life, oh yeah, I can go hard on, you know, working as much as I want to. But now that I have two kids, I'm looking for opportunities like within my business. What can I expand services? I'm not looking to, you know, leave the house and spend time commuting and so forth. Uh, ignoring the pandemic, uh, you know, situation. This is what's important to me, which is at the end of the day, you know, beyond the numbers, beyond paying off the debts, it's building a habit so that your life revolves around the people and projects that you love uh, because it's about the time, not about the money. Mm. So Mm -hmm. many quotable quotes. The journey should be just as good as the destination. (laughs) Find the pace that works for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we're talking about your debt payoff story. That was, it sounds as though pre-children and absolutely that's going to shift. If, if you're still in the midst of debt payoff while having kids or you're starting it with kids, it looks different. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to make different choices. Um, and we, we appreciate that. Like we love that we're at a point, you know, the motivation to pay off debt is I can build a business from home. You know, my husband is a software engineer. He actually likes working with an office. I know like in the internet, people are like, oh no, you can need to be in, avoid the nine to five. He loves it because he just wants to program. He doesn't want to be 
you know, managing and, and wearing the different hats you do as an entrepreneur, but he gets to work from home doing that. So, you know, you get this leverage, you get these options, and then you can put the pieces in place however you want to for your family or, you know, if it's just you, just, you know, your life. Mm-hmm. You know what else puts all the pieces into place every single week? Every single week. It is the building block <laughs> of my life. It is the cornerstone. The, the bill, bill of, of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Elle, every week we invite a listener or our guest of honor to share with us their bill. And we would love to hear yours now. Okay. Okay. So... This kind of connects to what we've been talking about, like the options that open up after you pay off debt. I checked this month and, you know, with our bills, our electric bills, they'll tell you compared to last year how much it was. And it was lowered dramatically. So let me tell you the story. Uh, I know, Jen, you're in Florida. Mm-hmm. So you oh, understand. Yeah, you un- Okay. You, un- you guys understand like hot, like air conditioning here is necessary. Like it is going to be. Uh-huh past 100 with the heat index. So every summer, we have an older house. It just would be, you know, and I did all the tricks, you know, insulated, everything, and the the bill would be so high. Well, living off that one income and then with the pandemic, stay at home, and then the the tax benefits, we went ahead and replaced like half the windows in our house. Like, it's a 60-year-old house. I mean, it's really cute. I love it little mid-century style, but like those windows just were falling apart. Our bill went down like $75 compared to last year in one month, just with that. So it's, it's great. Like having the habit of paying off debt morphed into having a habit of saving. And so when there's opportunities that come up, whether it's, you know, a tax credit or just the fact that you're saving, there was a deal with window. <laughs> and of course <laughs> You also know how to like do research. That's one of the skills when you do, you know, debt payoff, you research and you call and you get estimates. I'm really happy with this. And it's better for the environment too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Such a good long-term thing. Just insulation, it, no matter which way you look at it, for for bugs not getting into your home, for Bonus. cooling, <laughs> for heating, because I imagine there are some months where you would use some heat. So it, yeah, just for so many reasons. And yes. it's an upgrade to your home now that is going to bring more value to it. Yeah. And 75 might not seem like a lot, but if you think about about six months of the year, the winter and the summer, that is hundreds of dollars of savings, which we might use for vacation or, you know, might decide I'm going to brew something different. Uh-huh. You know, like you have for so many different ribs. options with that. Yes. Upgrade Go the with backyard. the fancy. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. We also got new windows mm-hmm. um, last year. And yeah, we did the, uh, Travis did all of the calling all of the window companies yep. in the county and every and brought all of them over at different times and literally they would always ask without fail and i was actually super surprised and impressed and took notes he would they would ask oh what did the last person quote you and he would say and they would quote under literally every yeah. single time and i was like just keep having them over come on like we could do this 20 30 times yeah. And so we and we went to this with the second lowest. So not the lowest, but the second yeah. lowest. Yeah. Because you got to ask around because sometimes the person that's the lowest doesn't understand like there's certain things that may be different about your house. Like we have an older house. So there's certain the materials are different. You know, we had wood windows, which were beautiful, but they were rotting on the outside. We mm. discovered, you know, so getting someone who's knowledgeable. Yeah. But like that is a fantastic tip. If you have your own house, just call at minimum three. It Everyone. always amazes me. It always, I like how different it could be when we finished our basement to become an office space. I'm talking about there's a difference of 8,000 for the estimates. 
or oh, what yeah. they we can and can't half do. From the first, the, from mm-hmm. the very first quote we got, yeah. got it down to almost half of that. Yeah. So take the time; it's worth it. And that yeah. was a. I mean, that's a that's a tip everyone can use. That's yeah. a tip take and a bill. I, I promise you week. that will save more than the latte. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love latte. But here, here's the second tip of the week, and Jill is to thank for this one. I ordered a cappuccino yesterday, which is cheaper than a latte. So I'm calling this financial freedom and financial intelligence is going to now, in my mind, be referred to as the cappuccino factor. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Just a little bit less than the latte. It's just a little bit less. You got to brand that. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta put it on a t-shirt David Bach would be totally fine with that I think <laughs> the cappuccino uh, so is a little bit less milk but it's basically a latte it's yeah. a hot cup of milk yeah uh, so if you want to submit your bill of the week visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill whether it is your cappuccino factor or your latte factor we want to hear about it I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And now it's time for the lightning round. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just nervous. I, just I, love, to I love doing this with guests. I know. It's the best. So... It always it always starts out like you know relatively professional, and then we just end by yelling at you, and it's it's all good. Well, that's I mean I'm that's how relationships go. I feel like I'm with friends, you know. By the end of it, it's like I get this. There you yeah, go. We you don't start out you weird; in. you develop into weird. We and found a good pace, it goes. and yes. the journey was as good as the destination. Yes. I hope. Yes. <laughs> so. For today's round robin lightning round, we are each going to go around and say kind of one income increasing thing that we did to pay off debt. Maybe it was the most um, impactful. Maybe it was had, you know, most money or maybe it was the most fun. But yeah, an idea that somebody else who's paying off debt now might want to think about trying. So L, we always... Um, allow our guests to go first. Oh, well, so, thank you. Yeah. I, I feel special. So kind of 
what I mentioned with the amphitheater, like sometimes seasonal jobs, especially in the mm. summer, spring, look, if not uh, an amphitheater, your city, like what social activities do they have? Downtowns, they have a lot of festivals here in Raleigh. What organization, Parks and Rec, that you can do as a side hustle that kind of allows you to enjoy your, what makes your, your community special and at the same time get paid. I, I feel like working with the amphitheater, I got tips and it was fantastic. If you're looking for a really good paying one and they do it not just every 10 years is the census. Like, yes, if, you that know, just happened, but yeah, I did but that in between, once. yeah, in between, mm-hmm. we did that too. Again, like side hustles for purpose. When we bought our first house, we had to buy the fridge and a couple other items. And I was like, no, I'm going to hustle. This. <laughs> <laughs> How no. can we, I was I'm like, hustle. I know. I'm like, we move in in January. I'm going to earn it. And it was like the fall and it, it gave me motivation. So I, I think being creative and looking for seasonal work where you can kind of blast at it, enjoy it, and then you're done can I be a huge that. one. I love that idea. People uh, don't think about seasonal work a lot, but it's great. They just don't want to get a side job because it's so consistent. But seasonal is amazing. Yeah. And it often pays more because it's not sustainable. So not as many people want the seasonal jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes some of them were paying like 20 an hour, you know, back in the day. Whereas if you get like a retail job, it was, you know, eight an hour. So boom, big wins goes towards your goals. It's a double, double win for me. Love that. Jill. Well, I love the high impact things. You know me, I'm, I am a little bit obsessed with lions and lionesses and to learn that they sleep most of I the guess. time is really freeing to me, but then really high impact four hours. And so for me, I, I don't have a ton of like, here's the little tips that I did because I really was like, mm-hmm. where's the big expenses and housing was that, especially in the area that we used to live in, in the Northeast. And so we did yeah. a lot of different things for housing. I know our longtime listeners have heard this before, and there, nothing's changed for me. You're going to keep hearing the same thing over and over again. But we house sat. Uh, so we didn't actually pay for our living expenses. We house sat in a wow. little cabin for people who needed to go away for two years for work to Ireland, but they didn't want to sell their house. And they also didn't want to rent it out because they wanted to be able to come home on their vacation. So that we just paid the electric bill there. We also lived in a tiny home, so that saved us a ton of money. I got my master's degree, so that increased my earning potential while we also cash flowed it because of the low uh, housing expenses. We lived with my grandmother for a time. Now, that was to care for her, but it did Mm -hmm. have the peripheral impact on our finances of not needing to pay to live somewhere because we were caring for her while we were living there. So those high impact things, you know, sleep 20 yeah. hours, work for four. <laughs> That's another and your t-shirt. work was actually just sitting at a, at a house you were house sitting. That was a cool house. Oh man, we the got log to see cabin. The house. You've got to yeah. see most of the houses wow. we've lived in, but yeah, it was a log cabin in the woods. I mean, it was stunning. It was awesome. That was nice. Yeah. So for us, some of these, I think our most impactful ones actually happened after we finished up paying off debt. So I would think, I, I would say Airbnb, our guest room, Airbnb being our guest room, was the easiest money that we made. And it was fun to have strangers in our house and like get to see people from all over and they were just a different type of people. Somebody who's willing to sleep in a house with other people. They're just there to get the cheapest room. They're not there to hang out at the house. Uh, but they're also fun people that are just down to travel in whatever way they can. So they were all really cool people. And uh, we were able to make quite a bit of money that we use it to pay for my car. We put, oh, nice. bought my car in cash. And I started a t-shirt business that we used to pay for an RV that was supposed to be another income-producing project that did not work. Not everything works. Um, (laughs) And that's okay. Learning experiences. But I would say the Airbnb, if you can do it, if you live in an area that's Airbnb-able, then definitely that's what the company was designed for, is to share your home with other people. And so I really would love to see more people like 
bringing that feel back to Airbnb and making money because of it. Yeah. I got to get my husband on that. Um, he's like, I don't know. I'm like we have a bait, like it's an, it's a 900 square foot basement and has its own entrance with the carport in its own, you know, bathroom and setup. Just got to finish up some things. But you remind me, like we love doing Airbnbs. Uh, we went to mm-hmm. Asheville this summer. It was like the perfect Airbnb spot. It was a mom, single mom with the little girl. And she had this like basement apartment. She's an interior designer. So I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like I was taking pictures and notes. Like, how does she, <laughs> how does she partition this? Like it, it really flowed well. And it was within two minutes of some fantastic food places, downtown Asheville. And it was a great deal. I mean, it wasn't the cheapest, but it was, it had everything we need plus laundry. And when you have kids, oh my gosh, that's yeah. a consideration and a yard, you know, that's another reason when you have kids on vacation, they need a place to run. So you can actually lay, lay down and rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, when you stay with somebody who's a local, you have a live-in guide to tell oh, yeah. you what to do there. There's just so many positives. So Absolutely. the money is just one of them. Well, thank you so much, Elle, for like hanging out with us and sharing your wisdom. Where can people get more from you in your awesome voice on your podcast? Well, thank you. I started off with a couple money. So if you're looking specifically for marriage and money tips, that is couplemoney.com. But then also about enjoying the journey to financial freedom and the destination, Simplify and Enjoy, which is also the podcast I have now. I think all of our listeners would really enjoy Simplify and Enjoy. It's very similar themes to Frugal Friends. Yeah. And the, yeah, you did note her her voice, L your voice on simplify and enjoy. I mean, even now too, but it's just a really nice listen too. Oh, thank you. Don't, don't laugh. I started it. Like I mentioned, I just had a baby. And so I would record during her nap time. And so then that became a thing. And my friends who discovered when I published my book, I, I, kind of disouted myself. And they're like, <laughs> you sound really calm. You're not like that. I'm like, I am calm. I have my calm moments. <laughs> they're just amazing. all on my podcast. <laughs> and I can't get out now. Quiet now like when that. she's napping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and now it's like that vibe. And I feel like when I tried to be excited and I tried that last year with video and I was like, <laughs> I can't do it. It's just not, it's not that. <laughs> Oh my That's gosh. Amazing. And yes, what is what is your book and where can people find your book? Oh, it's Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money. And you can find it all Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, IndieBound, I believe, as well. And it's basically four weeks to kind of reset your relationship and your finances so that both of you are happy with where you're going with your money. Awesome. And we will have links to all of those in the show notes. Again, thanks so much for hanging out with us, Elle. And uh, we'll see you later. This is a blast. Thank you. Ooh, that was so good. I mean, I hope I wasn't, well, I was, it's okay. I was fangirling hard, I think, just on all of her knowledge. It's so interesting. You fangirled on this one. I did. Harder than I did. It's like, I fangirl about the conversation, I think. I'm not necessarily like, oh, I've followed you for a long time and I'm fangirling. It's like, ooh, I like what you're saying right now. And I can't not get stoked about it and say how I want to put this on a bumper sticker. So lovely. Yeah. yeah. And Elle has this, like, if you're into ASMR, you want to listen to her podcast because she has a soothing voice and mm-hmm. you'll like what she's saying too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something that a lot of female podcasters get ragged on for is their voices. We have personal yeah. experience with that, mm-hmm. but Elle does have a nice and soothing voice. So don't leave her a bad review for that reason. actually don't leave any podcaster a bad review for that reason comment on their content okay thanks so much for listening speaking of reviews we hope that you enjoyed listening to Elle and her tips as much as we do we love sharing interviews with you all and we also really enjoy and appreciate you listeners and 
all of you who have left us kind reviews on iTunes and Stitcher like this one. It's listed from Eliza Bravely. Love, love, love is the title with five stars attached to that. I love Jen and Jill and I'm so happy to be able to hang out with them every week, dance to their theme song and get both inspiration and super tangible, actionable tips. They help me stay on the frugal path. Yay. This is such a, such a kind review. And I love the visual of us dancing together because that is actually what we do, even though you can't always see us. However, this interview, we did video record and it is up on YouTube. So Mm -hmm. feel free to check that out and you can definitely see us dancing and having fun with Elle. Yes, we will be putting our interviews on YouTube now, as well as our our regular episodes. But you won't be able to see those in a. We're we're really trying to show you our faces more, and we want to connect with you. We like to see your faces in our frugal friends community on Facebook, and so we want you to see ours as well. So thank you to everyone who tunes in, leaves reviews, and also shares these episodes on social media. So when you come, follow us at Frugal Friends Podcast on Instagram. Share the latest episode in your stories or in a post and tag us and uh, we'll enter you into our monthly drawing. For every five tags and reviews we get, we give away a copy of the Frugal Friends Workbook. And it is a great little workbook with six different week-long challenges. And actually, next month is the last month we are giving this particular workbook away. So if you wanted to try it out, please submit a review or tag us on social. So keep leaving us reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. Send us the screenshot to our email, frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Also tag us on social. All of these are the ways that will enter you to win this prize of our workbook. Yeah. Say hi to us on on Instagram. Let us know you're there, that we are not alone, and uh, we will see you there, and you will hear us next week. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Jen. Yes. Would you consider yourself to still have a side hustle? Do you have a side hustle? Um, my main hustle is so all-encompassing mm-hmm. that my side hustle is probably raising my child. Because <laughs> that takes a lot of hustle. Ugh, yes. And hopefully you see high returns on that investment. <laughs> Actually, no, I do have a side hustle. And now my side hustle is freelance writing again Mm -hmm. it was my main hustle and now frugal friends is my main hustle but I still like to pick up a few freelance projects every month because I'm a nerd and I like to research and write about obscure financial products and um yeah things like that it probably keeps you limber that's what it, yeah. It keeps my mind limber. It keeps me in touch with things outside of just frugality and spending psychology and all of that. Like, I this is my passion. This is what I love to do. But I also like to stay in touch because some people some people have questions that are outside of like the realm of saving money mm-hmm. um, for us, and especially in terms of investing, insurance, stuff like that. And I'm not. A licensed professional in either of those, but I I do write about them extensively and have for years. So yeah, uh, I like to stay on top of that. Isn't that? I mean, well, seemingly the goal to bring more focus into our lives and not have to fill every hour of our time with making money. However, I think for some diversifying what we're involved in and what we can bring income from might always be the case. Like, Oh, it's always good to have multiple streams of income. Yeah. Like as much passive income as possible though. I think we work our way up to that. And I do have, I have, I have passive income as well Mm -hmm. so that I don't 
I guess it could be considered a side hustle, but I don't hustle for it because I already hustled. <laughs> yeah, girl. So I don't yes. hustle anymore for it. Yes. You catch me sleeping. I already you catch put me, in I, my four Now hours. I sleep 20 hours a day because <laughs> yes. I worked 20 hours a day then. So now I can sleep 20 hours a day. Oh, yeah. Talk about moving up the food chain. <laughs> Jill, do you have a side hustle? Oh, yeah. This. This is my side hustle. Oh, this is your side hustle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're working on our next side hustle. We're not quite there yet, but Airbnb is what we have our sights on. We still have to build out the Airbnb. Oh, he's always been on board. He just, our timelines have been different of when we're going to make this a reality. Uh, But as I show him the money or the lack thereof, he gets on board more. (laughs) Show me the Good lack girl. of money. Show me the empty bank account. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. So there you go. We, we, I don't know that we'll ever just where our, well, and maybe as our energy levels decrease, but both Eric and I just have, we, we, we like being involved in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Diversify those income streams. Mm. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.